guys uh, oh my god I just watched the best movie of 2020 and what I love about it is it had nothing to do with the pandemic <laughs> I've got to say um, I don't really know much about Theo James I know him in Divergent and I loved him in Divergent I had never heard of this actor before and I mean, I hadn't heard of any of the actors before, except for Miles, um, but I was intrigued. I was definitely intrigued, and then I read the books, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad they made a movie, because the books are not that great, but the movie is awesome. They definitely create whatever the author of Divergent was trying to go with, in her books, they made better in the movie because the book's very chauvinistic. Um, <laughs> and apparently in Chicago, the fittest people are white. And then there's one African-American person that survives the end of the world. So definitely not realistic. So when they created the film, it was just a really good film and I really enjoyed the storytelling of it and the idea of how the world ends and basically being a project um, and I was introduced to Theo James in that film and I thought he did great he played that character very well but I was afraid that Theo James because I hadn't really seen him before I've kind of figured he was gonna be a typecast type of character um, like he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger who could only play like action figure guys like you know like there's nothing wrong with that if you figure out something that you're good at then typically then that's all you do and that's great do it uh, but I personally really enjoy actors who are very diverse who can play lots of different roles differently and so I wouldn't say archive is different from his acting skill however he played the character very well and this character was nothing like that other character if that makes sense so I'm just gonna kind of go with the movie it's um, called archive it was actually released on Friday um, you can only buy it right now so it's available on youtube google play and amazon prime um it's or i think you could buy it on direct tv i'm sh pretty sure you can i'm not really sure though uh, but that makes no sense but you you have to buy it you can't just watch it on netflix it's a movie you have to buy and it got a 6.3 um, I am DB out of 10 and then a 65% Rotten Tomatoes and 67% Metacritic, but 93% Google users love this film and I agree with them. This is a great film. I would say, might I dare, that if, out of all the movies that I have reviewed, typically movies don't get above an eight you guys know this this last movie that i reviewed i hated it completely i think i gave it a better score than it actually deserved with a three archive 
archive got a 10 out of 10. This movie was brilliant. It really was. It was so brilliant. So the synopsis of this film, it's 2038. George Elmore is working on a true human AI. His latest prototype is almost ready. The sensitive phase is also the riskiest, especially as he has a goal that must be hidden at all costs, being reunited with his dead wife. The director was Gavin Rothy. The screenplay was also by Gavin Rothy, and the producer was Theo James, Cora Palafe, and Philip Hurd. So it stars Theo James, Rona Maidra, is that how you say her name? And then Stacey Martin. <sighs> Theo and Stacey are probably my favorite right now as far as like TV couples because it was just you you she played that character so well and he played his character so well that you're sitting there and you are going to be blindsided eventually but you you don't you're not because you're you're just it's the way that they created this film was so amazing it was so beautiful um we know in the beginning of the movie that he is talking to her when she's alive about this archive idea and the archive idea is that you can take the human conscious and save it after a person dies so that you get 200 hours with them how you choose to use that 200 hours is completely based upon you you could spend that 200 hours like right away like straight through or you could save the time and from my understanding from what he was explaining to her that conscious can come I guess as a hologram or a human I don't really know but basically you could spend time with that person and then you have phone calls with them where you could have the conversation so the idea behind it is that say someone dies suddenly you get to have that moment with them to say goodbye uh, it kind of helps people just kind of heal better I guess um, and and that idea is actually I, I feel like good um, and, and this is where I'll share just like a little bit about myself one of the most traumatic moments of my life was when my mom's best friend died I was raised with this woman she was basically my aunt you know I thought of her as an aunt I loved her like an aunt she was someone I was very very close to and I spent a lot of time talking to her um, and during this time I was kind of going through something in my life and it was rough and she was there for me she let me sleep on her couch and she basically listened to me and gave me great advice and helped me through it and I kind of found myself back on my feet and living in another town. And while I was living in that town, this was probably like maybe three months later, um, I ended up having this dream. Oh my God, my cats are fighting with each other. Sorry. Um, I ended up having this dream and 
Um, in the dream, I can hear her telling me to go get her son. And I don't really understand the dream, but all I know is that I could hear her and she was telling me to go get her son. And um, so like the next morning, I call my mom and I'm telling her about this dream. And I was like, have you heard from her? And my mom's like, no, I've been trying to get a hold of her and I can't get a hold of her. At the time, we knew that she had diabetes and she was going through um, dialysis, uh, but she had people who came and did well checks on her and um, at that moment she wanted to do this on her own. She wasn't really, she was stubborn. She wanted to say that she was going to beat this and she didn't want help from people so she would go through her spills where she wouldn't want to talk to anybody because she wholeheartedly believed that she was going to be healed and that God told her she was going to be healed and that she she just had this this faith that was very bold and she just believed that God was going to heal her and that she would be fine and that she would get to live the rest of her life and get all of the promises and dreams of her heart, the desires of her heart. And um, at that moment, she kind of just wasn't answering her phone. And so my mom thought that's what she was going through. And then um, I get a call from my mom no, my dad. My dad calls me about maybe four days later. And um, he's telling me that Lisa had passed away. And um, I'm sorry, I'll probably stop crying right here because my mom was obviously devastated. And it's something that has blown into my family it affected everyone it didn't just affect my mom it affected me it affected my dad it just changed a lot in our family after that moment and um for me i think that was the beginning of my journey of trying to figure out god um i had grown up with such a powerful belief that he was real and um at that moment it was shaken it was I had a hard time believing that he was real and it didn't even really materialize until later you know I suppressed it for a while but I did go through my journey where I just abandoned all faith I stopped going to church I stopped thinking about God I hated him and you know, in my mind, if he was real, he would have saved Lisa. And really, I just wanted that opportunity to talk to her and ask her why she didn't reach out, why she didn't let us help her. Um, I, I would have loved that opportunity, and I, I never got it. And, and my mom probably sure has all her questions and I think, well, my mom's mostly healed from it, but it, I think there are certain triggers when we do talk about certain things because 
it's death. And I think every single person that's listening right now has that story. You have that person that died and impacted you in such a way that it changed everything. And your life is different because of that one person not being there. And this film gives you that idea that that would have been really cool to have. That would have been really cool to say, I get to take your conscious for 200 hours. And I know that after the 200 hours are over, that that's it. That's the end of it. And I can move on with my life because I've gotten to properly let it go. And in life, we don't typically get that. So, you know, this was intriguing. It really was. It was this idea that, you know, we get closure. So he, we kind of watch and we know that he, he tells her in the beginning that he, it's in Japan. He'll be working. He's working on this project and he knows that he, he, she agrees they're going to be moving to Japan. And then you get, you see him in Japan and he's working on this project and he is, um, basically creating these robots. He's basically perfecting the idea that you can have, instead of just a box with the conscious in it, you could have a whole AI experience. So he starts off with his first robot. And this is probably the silliest part of it all, is there's this, there's two robots that he has already. The first robot, the mentality stopped at five years old, and then the second robot stops at like 16. And so he's like, basically they're like his daughters, and he treats them as so, like he takes care of them, and he, you can tell that he loves them. And then the 16-year-old is an obvious teenager, so she's struggling with the fact of not feeling enough because she, she knows that he's creating this other robot and he's becoming successful with it. So she actually thinks that, like, he's going to like that other robot more than her. And so it's, like, really cute because there's, like, this whole other side story to the actual story because he's basically created this little life here he's created life in in this compound in Japan basically and it's it's cool because you kind of get to see just what human what humans actually want even when they're put in a secluded area humans naturally want to feel love in lots of different ways they want to feel love through a romantic place they want to feel love with a person that they could connect with and and that is an intimate type of love but then they also want to experience love like like parenting loving a child loving them and helping them grow I think I don't think that every single person has that desire that's not true not every single person does but a lot of humans do a lot of humans have that desire and you see that in there 
you know, and you kind of see, like, also with her, you know, I think that she questioned if that's what he really wanted. She kind of struggled with the idea, like, does he really want kids? Is this who he is? You know, and you kind of see that her answers were, or her questions were answered throughout the film. And you just, you see this story build up. And I think what's really awesome is that you kind of hope that he wins. You hope that this this prototype works and that the AI becomes to life and he gets to have everything he wants. And that's basically what this story is kind of investing you in is this idea that it's eventually going to work. And there's so many twists, like there's so many twists. And I just wanted to like watch it again. I literally like this is the kind of movie that I would want to watch again. And I thought it was interesting because I did watch it a second time. So I was like, okay, I think there was things that I missed. And there was this one point where um, the home doesn't close and he ends up getting a wolf run inside. So I looked up the meaning of wolf because you guys know I love meanings. So wolf symbolizes guardianship, loyalty, and spirit. A wolf has the ability to make quick and firm emotional attachments and often need to trust their own instincts. So this wolf actually kind of gets in and it kind of looks like confused of what's happening, but also at the same time kind of scared of him. And at first, Theo James's character is kind of like, whoa, like I'm scared of you too. But then quickly like reaffirms himself and kind of gets him to leave. And I'm curious if that means that he has this loss of guardianship or even spirituality in that situation because his emotional attachments are so focused, not so much on himself uh, trying to survive, but instead himself yearning for his wife. And a lot of times we make decisions based off of our, our narcissism, what, what benefits us. Not so much to let his life, let, let his wife rest in peace, but instead it's more like, well, I want to know, I want to talk, I need this, I need that. And I really like that idea of this film, like kind of exploiting all that stuff and letting you know, like, hey, like we're humans, we do this. This movie has at least four or five different twists and turns. I was on the edge of my seat. It kind of started off slow, but like, maybe 10 minutes 10 minutes into the movie it gets really good i would say out of all the films i've watched in 2020 this is the only one i would give a 10 out of 10 i also think that this movie is the kind of movie that you can watch with your kids and it's not gonna like make you be embarrassed or be like oh my god turn your eyes that's great and there's not any foul language and there's also no um there's also no sexual content so it's an overall like intriguing movie but also kind of clean which is great that's something we haven't really seen in a while so with all that being said i give it a 10 out of 10 i say go watch it amazon prime buy it rent this movie it's also on youtube you could rent it there as well 
this is definitely worth the watch i would say watch it watch it watch it watch it all right guys i'm not gonna keep you as long as last time all right bye